Will Bitcoin overtake the dollar? The more appropriate question is whether or not it can replace the euro dollar. Because ever since the euro dollar system broke down in August of 2007, it has left the door wide open for some competing currency standard that can do a much better job at the roles of a reserve currency. Now, the euro dollar represents maybe the other side of the spectrum from Bitcoin. Not maybe, it actually is, in that it is highly elastic. In fact, it was too elastic. Now, while that solved a specific set of problems early on, it was adaptive, it was responsive, it was flexible to the dynamic world in which it was trying to serve, you can see the allure of the hard money advocacy, like Bitcoin, like gold, in the breakdown of the system, the crisis, the aftermath of 2007 in 2008. Now, hard money advocacy, I think we are all hard money advocates at heart because what it basically says is that when you have a limited supply of currency, you have to compete for it. You have to really earn your money. It's not just given out freely by the printing press, wherever that printing press might actually reside. And because we all have to earn our money, we have to earn access to money, that means that the economic system itself is much more efficient. We're not wasting time and effort on financial, sometimes useless financial tasks. We have more time and more focus on the most productive efforts that create, first of all, we have a more productive and sustainable economic system and one that is, in theory, free from the affliction of asset bubbles. And if we don't have asset bubbles and all this waste and stupidity during the boom part of the cycle, then maybe we don't have the major crisis that leads to the downturn. Maybe we don't even have the business cycle to begin with. Can we eliminate the business cycle altogether with strictly hard money? That's the attempt, that's what Bitcoin is really focused on, to eliminate some of the stupidity and as, as well as the political extremes that go along with extreme elasticity in the euro dollar format and to get the economy back on track with a useful, sustainable, hard money-like currency system. The question is whether Bitcoin's on the right track and whether it can actually dethrone the euro dollar system and, and whether in doing so it can replicate all of the things that the euro dollar actually did well because there were quite a lot of them. Now, we're going to talk about Bitcoin today, but I, I, want to do mention, I do want to mention that my own perceptions and my own views are, have been developed through studying the Eurodollar system as it actually is. And that's something that we offer at Eurodollar University through our memberships. We go through the history, the details, how it works, how it's supposed to work, how it hasn't worked. We talk about intermediation, which is a huge part of our discussion here. All the information about Eurodollar University memberships, if you want to know how the Eurodollar system works, you want to know a little bit of something about monetary theory, check us out at our website, eurodollar.university. Now, like a lot of people, I began my career thinking quite a lot about hard money and all of its positive attributes. In fact, I want to read you an article I wrote more than a decade ago. It was that long ago specifically about Bitcoin, believe it or not. Here's what I said. It cannot, in my opinion, simply be a historical accident of pure coincidence that such massive and productive innovations seem to have diminished or disappeared during the exact same period where meaning in money was so highly diminished by monetary quote-unquote innovation, talking about the Eurodollar system. The less meaning contained in modern currency, the greater the incentive to chase the easy buck 
rather than face the double spending problem through hard and innovative work that pays off in economic advancement. I have said many times that there has to be a hefty opportunity cost for a generation of day traders and house flippers. The accumulation of so much talent and intellectual capacity for exclusive use in and on Wall Street, where money to again hold meaning, Wall Street and governmental economics would be curiosities, a sideshow distraction to the new giants of industry and innovation. Innovation is not dead. It is simply buried in a tsunami of meaningless tokens, Eurodollar tokens. And I fear the opportunity cost of delaying its arrival grows exponentially. That was written on March 8th of 2013. And here's the final line in that article. It would be easy to simply blame the CPI, but I have high hopes for Bitcoins. And I still have high hopes for Bitcoin to this very day. I believe it was an elegant attempt at a solution given the set of problems that we were dealing with and still dealing with. Because as I said at the introduction, the euro dollar opened the door wide for a competing currency system. Let's step back. Let's, let's talk about the good parts about Bitcoin because there are several and there are several very key ones. First of all, we don't need banks. I know that's, that's hard for many people to grasp and that's it's a concept that might be too difficult, at least at first. Most people don't realize that we have been on a virtual distributed ledger system, narrowly distributed ledger system for decades. The dollar system that everybody thinks that they've been using is physical currency. Like we're using printed currency from the Federal Reserve or the federal government. That's just not the case. And it hasn't been the case in large part for over a century. We've been using ledger money for a long time, except ledger money in this format is where banks are given a special place and privilege because we're led to believe that these are storehouses of physical government money. When you think of a bank, what do you think of? You think of a solid fortress-like building with this massive vault that, that it takes thieves, Hollywood-style scripts to try to, to break into to steal cash. But that's not what a bank is. A bank these days is nothing more than a glorified bookkeeper. They keep track of who owes what to whom and how much. That's really what they do. And their ledgers fit together with your individual ledgers that piece together with other individual ledgers. And that bank ledger fits together with a system-wide ledger through all of these financial utilities throughout the Eurodollar system. When wouldn't it be much more elegant to have just one ledger that we all share, that we can all access, that's completely transparent? That's what Bitcoin gets right and gets right in spades. The idea that we don't need banks to keep track of who owes what, we could do that ourselves. We have the technology and capability and Bitcoin, by God, it has demonstrated that for a very long time. So that's one point in there in Bitcoin's favor. And it's one that I wrote about several times over a decade ago. One of the reasons why I had high hopes for it because blockchain technology is an incredibly elegant solution to many inefficiencies that riddle the Euro dollar to this day. The other good point about Bitcoin as a limited supply is, again, the problem we have of intermediation. And in that in the euro dollar system, especially its later years, as I said before, it got to be way, way too far. People think that I'm an advocate of the euro dollar because I talk so much about it. But really, what I'm trying to do is explain what it actually is and how it used to work and how it works nowadays so that we can realize that we do need to replace the system. We should replace it with a system that focuses back on intermediation. The real problem of the euro dollar in theoretical terms was that it mixed up 
money creation capacities, which not the Fed or federal government, this global banking cartel, which is even worse than the federal government, a global banking cartel that wrestled or actually actually gained the control of the money printing in the global system because it was neglected for a long time. So we have global banks that are essentially money printers that realized that they could just start printing money. And as they printed money, intermediation fell apart. And what is intermediation? Intermediation is the redistribution of money and credit, money through credit, through the global, through any economic system, which is something that is very vital and necessary to happen. Because in any economic system, you're gonna have winners and losers. You're gonna have more successful companies, businesses, and individuals. And as they become more successful, guess what? Money tends to flow in those directions. Not to tend, money does flow in those directions and it can pool with those successful people who, if they use it as a store of value, it doesn't circulate. It leaves less money for circulation throughout the economy, which requires a high degree of financialization to recirculate it, which is not a bad thing. Uh, intermediation is a good thing. If it's done properly, if it's done for productive purposes, which is usually, hey, I don't want to lend money to somebody that I'm going to lose it because then I'll be out of business if they're out of business. So intermediation is a very crucial function to any monetary and economic system. And when you have more money creation and money creation is done by those who are supposed to intermediate in the system, sometimes they just completely forget to intermediate. That's really what was went wrong with the euro dollar system. That's where subprime mortgages came from in ninja loans and all of the bad financial products that we associate with the bubble era, that was all about intermediation going down, money creation taking over. So Bitcoin, quite rightly, and Bitcoin, uh, Bitcoin proponents surmise that, look, we need intermediation to be a big thing again. So strict money, hard money, let's make people earn their earn access to funds. So in doing so, they have to earn it we don't have, we're not funding and just printing money, creating all sorts of waste and inefficiencies like day traders and house flippers, what seems like a generation ago now. And there's all sorts of ways in which financialization that really, I think showed up in the 1990s and early 2000s, it really goes back to the 1980s too, that people began to, to, to really zero in on as symptoms of this wider, deeper problem. So the euro dollar, way too elastic, fixing or uh, mixing up money creation with intermediation and it would make sense that the pendulum might swing a pendulum of public appetite and opinion would swing to the opposite direction let's think about a hard money system where we don't have those ridiculous stupid absurd costly excesses we won't have a crisis if we have hard money at least that's the thought the question is, first of all, whether that's a sound theory and whether or not Bitcoin can execute the, the, the attempt. Again, let me say here, as I offer some criticisms that I do so from a perspective, as I wrote over 10 years ago, I would love nothing more than Bitcoin to succeed. Um, I think the euro dollar needs to be replaced. And I'm on record in numerous places and for a long time saying that I believe digital currencies are indeed that solution. And it would be great if Bitcoin could provide it because Bitcoin is the first one out of the box, the first real one out of the box. It's the biggest brand on the planet as far as digital currency projects are concerned. So it would make sense. It's the furthest along. It's got the most, it's been road tested over and over again, despite repeated challenges. Bitcoin has the path, you would think, the, the easiest path to success. But that path is not 
easy. They have a leg up on all, all their competition, but I think there are some things that Bitcoiners need to realize in order to in order to make their make their answer, make Bitcoin itself more likely to succeed. And when it does succeed, assuming it does, they'd be more effective and then sticking around and performing all of the all of the goals and meeting all the goals that we wanted to for the commercial and economic system. And it starts with Bitcoiners hate the Fed and they hate the Fed because they think the Fed printed money. And that has become sort of a unchallenged belief, an article of faith that has driven many Bitcoiners toward Bitcoin. The idea that the Fed has printed so much money, it's going to destroy the dollar. Therefore, Bitcoin is going to take over from the dollar's ashes. And I think in believing that, why that's, why that's potentially a big issue is because instead of realizing that Bitcoin needs to be a more effective medium of exchange, this view has prioritized Bitcoin as a store of value. And so Bitcoiners take the, the position that they just have to wait around for the dollar to destroy itself and then Bitcoin will sort of self-evidently arise from those ashes. When I think that instead realizing the Fed never printed the money and the Fed still hasn't printed money and money actually comes from the banking system, which is an even easier sale in my opinion, tell people that um, not only have we have a distributed virtual currency ledger, it's, uh, it's maintained by a global cartel of banks, a, a, a decentralized system becomes even more desirable. However, because it's been so focused on being a store of value, it hasn't really developed as a medium of exchange, which has led to this other odd sort of assumption that is taken as an article of faith, that if you develop a store of value, it will then become a medium of exchange when there are numerous examples when that's not the case. The euro dollar itself is a prime example. The euro dollar took over the entire world, despite the fact that it is at best a horrible medium, a horrible store of value. It's a terrific medium of exchange. It's a horrible store of value. In fact, it doesn't really have a store of value. The store of value in the euro dollar system is financial markets. So the euro dollar took over based on being a the best medium of exchange that could be offered at that time. Bitcoin focuses on store value, think, and I think they get that backwards. Focus more on you and making Bitcoin a useful medium of exchange and less on store value. Because if you're waiting for the dollar to go to zero, you're going to be waiting a long time and you're missing all of this opportunity to demonstrate usefulness of the, of the token, and especially during this period of time when people are searching for answers. Make it a better medium of exchange and stop focusing so much on store of value. Which brings us to the question of store value because of the limited supply. And this is an age-old question about elasticity. Do we need an elastic currency? As I said, the theory is that you don't have an elastic currency because limited supply of, of any currency or money heightens intermediation, heightens efficiency, maybe even eliminates the business cycle altogether. And again, it sounds great in theory, but when you study monetary history and look at it in practice, first of all, what you see is that there has never been a truly hard money standard, not a strict money standard in existence because people will always, if, if a monetary system becomes too restrictive, people will always find a way to create elasticity to find ways around it. The euro dollar being the prime example. Triffin's paradox drove these banks to create a offshore 
virtual ledger system that they controlled and they created. So they circumvented the somewhat hard money standard of the Bretton Woods era by creating this Euro dollar ledger. So again, I think there needs to be some attention to elasticity. Uh, the fact that human beings, if, if a monetary system is too restricted, people will look for alternatives. So need to be a better useful medium of exchange, a better elasticity. And there are all sorts of other problems. Uh, Bitcoin's price has been exceptionally volatile, which has given rise to the birth and the proliferation of stable coins. Full disclosure, I am a trustee of a stable coin. So that along with, uh, with issues about Bitcoin's supply, about how elasticity, how inelastic Bitcoin is, how how it's not paid too much, not paid nearly enough attention to becoming a useful medium of exchange. And what you left with is Bitcoin has so many of these positive attributes. You're just frustrated that it can't complete complete the final few steps to really becoming a potential answer to the euro dollar breakdown. And there's more, there's more behind all of these things, obviously. You can't fit this in just a single YouTube video. But again, back to what I said from the very beginning, I have high hopes for Bitcoin and all digital currencies, assuming that they can actually perform these functions. They need to be able to respond to a dynamic environment, which fixed money systems aren't going to be able to do. Fixed money systems also have several inherent downsides to them, deflation being a huge part of it. And we could spend a whole video on just that too. But by and large, it's some elasticity that that allows the coin, that allows the currency to become a useful medium of exchange. I think that's the big part that's missing for me. Once Bitcoin becomes, if it can, if it can become a useful medium of exchange, then building upon all of these huge attributes that have been that have been tested and built and and developed over the last what has it been, 16 years, 15 years now, almost 15 years, January 3rd, 2009, then Bitcoin could possibly be the, the replacement to the euro dollar system. But these are serious issues, including, you know, again, elasticity is a big one, medium of exchange. It's not just enough to say, we're gonna be the survivor after the dollar explodes and goes, it goes to zero. It's completely worthless because waiting for the dollar to go to zero you're going to be waiting too long and you're wasting all this time along the way. The dollar isn't going to go to zero because as the euro dollar is the only viable alternative to itself, the only the only viable option currently, there's always going to be some use for the euro dollar, therefore the dollar denomination. So making a better, more elastic, potentially medium of exchange, and there's a whole argument there, I understand, but elasticity uh, that's a huge part of becoming a medium of exchange. And doing that, that then really takes advantage of the situation that we find ourselves. As I wrote in March of 2013, I still have high hope for Bitcoins. And that's the big one. It's medium of exchange first and foremost. The dollar, the euro dollar took over the world by being the best medium. And the one that can supplant it and the one that can show it's a better medium of exchange, a more stable, more productive medium of exchange, that's the one that actually takes over and supplants the euro dollar system. I did a video almost a year ago about whether or not we actually need banks and whether or not there was a place for cryptocurrencies and digital currencies to replace them. You could check that out at the link below me. As always, I thank you very much for joining me. A huge thank you, Eurodollar University members and subscribers. Until next time, take care.